What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, hanging out with you here today is me, Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. It is me. Yeah? Hi. It is you? Yo, I don't know. Ah, eh, number one. Um... I'm just doing old rap songs today. Yeah, no, that's all. That's all you're on right now. <laughs> I'm just on that old rap kick. That's okay though. All right, man. It's uh, this is this is a great day. This is probably okay. So in order of operations, it goes Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, whenever there's a Golden Corral grand opening, and then this day as the fourth most important day of the year. Hmm. It's the start. The official beginning. Today, officially, the NFL season begins. Woo! It's been slowly approaching for the past forever now. Right. From the second it ends in February, I'm ready for it to begin again. And tonight, the season kicks off. Woo! Um, you know what? I, I need to. I need to. You know what I'm gonna do right now? It's gonna be. It's Green Bay at Chicago on NBC at 7:20 p.m. Kickoff. Sharp. 7.20. Sharp. Sharpish. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of the way. <laughs> yeah, because they got to do, you know, like they're going to fly jets over. They're going to get someone famous to come sing the national anthem. Um, yeah, this is this is the most important event for the next year until this happens again next year. Right. Like, in the sports world, it goes football, basketball. Some people probably still say baseball, but realistically, ratings and stuff like that, it's third. Uh, and then probably like Quidditch, and then like women's tennis, and then like the World Cup every four years. The World. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna say at this point, men's soccer, international, not not national. Right. Uh, and and then uh, like esports. Yeah, that's probably the pecking order. I mean, for right now, yeah. But but look out, men's tennis, because esports is coming, and and then like rugby. And lacrosse are just for those guys who... who Play act. rugby lacrosse? No, they're for those guys who wear team scarves when they go out to craft breweries. Uh, to true, true. Like, when you see that guy, you know he you know he knows three players on the Sabercats. Right. He also played in, in, in college. On a, on a club team, though. Right. Not an official team, on a club team. Right. He could have gone professional, but he had, he had other opportunities. Could have gone pro, but, uh... My internship at a uh, Bank of America corporate wouldn't let me. Right. Yeah. Boy, we just went hard on somebody. Right now, there's a it's guy a very, driving like through Conroe going personal attack. Like, are they mad at me? Do I owe them money? Like, what? What was that? Um. Yeah. So this is this is like sports Christmas today. <gasps> Yay! Yay! You did your first fantasy draft in preparation for this season. I in did. For the Nerd Thug Radio official fantasy football league. Right. My team's uh, quoted, not that bad. Yeah, I don't hate your team. Uh, a lot of Sometimes I'm looking at, I look at a roster and someone's like, bro, I'm going to win it all. And I'm looking at their team and I'm like, I don't know where you get more than like 70 points. Uh, I don't hate your team. You did do typical rookie mistake where you overdrafted at a non-necessary position. You took two quarterbacks in the first four picks, but um, it's gonna come up. Watch me. Well, you know, I was telling you off the air. There's always this happens to everybody one year. Okay, 
and then it looks gonna be it's gonna be mine, and I'm gonna be like, guess I have a backup. No, it won't. Well, it won't happen to you because you're a beginner. Yeah. So like, beginners always like beginners luck. Yeah, for real. Listen, nothing, nothing's beginners ever as good exa- <laughs> the first time you do it. True, a hundred percent true. Savor every moment of every first. Um, someone is going. Someone who picked like between third and eighth is gonna lose their guy. It's, it happens every year. Uh, I picked fourth. I'm right in that window. Could be me. Uh, but it happens every year where someone starter goes down. So like there are people who had already drafted Andrew Luck as their starting quarterback. And yeah, he just does, he just doesn't exist anymore. And then he just announced his retirement. Um, last year at the Nerd Thug Radio Fantasy Football Draft, someone drafted uh, McKinnon, the 49ers running back, and literally about an hour and a half before the draft, he had blown out his ACL, and that particular person just hadn't got the news yet. So, like, their first or second round pick was McKinnon. And they were like, yeah, he's going to be a beast. San Francisco's going to run the rock. And it was like, they might, but it won't be with him. (laughs) He's not one of those guys. (laughs) Yeah, and no one noticed right away. And then, like, about four picks later, someone was like, someone take McKinnon there? And someone was like, yeah, yeah, he said McKinnon. And, like, uh. Yeah, no need. Yeah, he's done for the year, I think. What? Yeah, they carted him off the field this afternoon. What? And so, like. Like, at least that's recent. It wasn't, like... Yeah, like, that. at least like same it, day. Yeah, because at least, like, like the ones where, like, I drafted Luck, and the next day he's like, I'm retiring. Like, I'd be so mad. Well, like, the year Peyton Manning didn't play at all, a lot of people took him, like, rounds 8 through 14, thinking, like, hey, if he misses a couple weeks and then comes in, he's Peyton Manning, he'll be great, blah, 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 and he didn't play at all. So, like, those were gamblers who were thinking, like, your back end picks, you can gamble on guys. So, like, I took Kareem Hunt, who suspended the first eight games of the season. But then he'll be activated, and the Cleveland Browns will have him. Well, if the Cleveland Browns are any good this year, then when he comes back, he'll 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 be the big piece because he was awesome in Kansas City. Um, now, if Cleveland is bad. If Cleveland is Cleveland, then there's really nothing, you know, it doesn't matter. Cleveland with talent is still still bad team. Cleveland with talent can still be Cleveland. Like, which... He, this year's really important for them to win or lose, right? So but like so because I have Kareem Hunt, basically if Cleveland is good and Kareem Hunt gets in. And Kareem Hunt and the suspicion is he'll be their starter when he comes off suspension because he was the starter in Kansas City which was a loaded team. Mm-hmm. When he uh when they cut him like because they cut him immediately when it all happened. They still had like 3 or 4 weeks left in the season last year and they immediately had guys behind him who were running. Kareem Hunt's a good starter. Um, so, you know, maybe by week 10 he's starting. Well, the playoffs, I think, start week 11 or 12 usually for fantasy football. So then I've got this fresh starting running back for the playoffs. Now, pretty good. It's, it's, it's a gamble, though. Because that might not happen. Right. He might, he might get a drug test violation week four and never come off suspension. And then it's a dead pick for me. Um, so that's that back-end gamble. But someone will lose their first-round pick this year. Someone's going to get hurt week one or week two. There's always that thing. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, was coming in as a top four, top five running back. He did get his contract signed, but it was after our draft. So anyone who took him first or second round, I don't remember who it was that did it. Yeah, he made it. He got taken in the first round. Uh, you know, that's a guy who's basically going, of course he's going to come in. But it's a gamble, you know. By the way, let's let's get into this part. This is the Let's, let's talk some NFL money here. The big money. The, so Ezekiel Elliott... Signed a six-year, ninety million dollar extension. Woo! Um, it makes him the highest-paid running back in guaranteed money and in 
uh, per year average. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Okay. So, uh, it puts him down. Basically, it means he's he's starting like from this season in eight-year, $102.9 million run of years. So, they gave him $7.5 million when he signed. Yeah. Signing bonus. Right. His salary, technically, for this year actually went down to $752,000 for this year. His next year salary is going to be $6.8 million. And then there's a $13 million option bonus. Um, where if they, at that point, opt into the next six years, he he gets $13 million. It's a given that they're going to opt in to that, essentially. Right. They're um, like, hey, do you want a lot of money? It's it's like a 90-10. Like, it's 90% that they're going to opt in. There's, there's very rare, like, if his legs explode, then they probably opt out. Right. Um... Actually, and Jerry will never run again. Right. All right, then I think I'll go out. Yeah. And actually, Jerry Jones would probably opt in and then put him on injured reserve and still give him his money, but just not have like Jerry Jones loves playing his his loves paying his players. That's just one of those things about him. Actually, but I, I what a good problem to have. He, uh, he's crazy, and I don't like most of what he does. But one thing is, he doesn't have. He's not the owner who's like that's too much money. That's never his issue. His issue is, can we fit these guys under there? When sal- when signing bonuses first became a thing and they were computed differently, mm-hmm. he famously gave, I think it was Deion Sanders, he gave him like a $20 million signing bonus on like a $1 million contract to, you know, here's $20 million and you'll make like, you know, 80 grand a game to come be our starting cornerback. That's pretty good. I mean, you know, he was prime time. Uh, the contract, though, actually isn't t- terrible. There's two guarantee years of new years. In 2021 and 2022, the contract for that year becomes guaranteed after the fifth calendar day of the new season. So there's a date in the NFL calendar sometime in April, I believe, where the NFL year ends and then the new one begins. And on the sixth day of that new year, his contract is fully guaranteed. And it's $9.6 million and then $12.4 million. Uh, after that, it's 10.9, 10, 15.4, and 16.6, but none of those are guaranteed years. So, a lot of guaranteed money, but that's a well, it's all fronting guarantees, which right. is what every player wants, right? And that's that's the that's the thing that everyone's fighting for is over two years, it's about 50 million dollars in guaranteed money. Um, over course, you know, not a small amount. I guess technically over four years. Over two new years plus all the other bonuses and all that, it's about $50 million. Right. Will he get 102.9 million? Probably not. They will probably cut him around 23 or 24 when it's $10.9 million and $10 million, and they'll either sign him to a new deal or he'll leave and he'll go somewhere else. Because at that point he'll be 29 and he'll probably have run like a million carries for them because... Over the last two years, I think no one's carried the no one's carried the ball more than him. So that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not a terrible deal for them. You never want to be the guy who's paying a running back a lot of money, though. But this isn't a ton of money, and the cap numbers aren't terrible because in twenty twenty two, when they're giving him twelve point four, the cap's probably going to be in that hundred and seventy five, hundred and eighty five million dollar range by that point. Like, so he's not taking up a ton of it. Right, he's not. He's not the reason you're gonna break your team. Right, and you're gonna pay someone again. I, I, 
I used this example the last time we were talking about how much a player gets paid. It's like think of how much a you know, a rookie's worth, and it's like is he worth you know yeah is he two worth or th- two exactly. or three of these guys, and then pretty much every time you're gonna say yes. It's like he literally carried the ball more than anyone else in the game. <laughs> yeah, for for Ezekiel Elliott, it's almost. I don't know where the number is where you start to go. You know what? The number is somewhere right around that 10 to 12 million. Right. Once you start crossing that 12 million, for a running back who at that point is 27, 28 years old. Right. It gets it gets harder. It gets harder as he gets older. Yes. Each year after that, the first time in one of those last four years that's not guaranteed that he gets hurt and misses significant time will be when they start going, cut him, not cut him, renegotiate, tear it up. What do we do here? Right. Um... But that'll happen. That that won't happen until he gets hurt. Uh, Antonio Brown and the Raiders. So Antonio Brown technically had two unexcused absences during training camp and preseason. One more, and he's a uh, he'll fail the course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the Raiders. Now the preseason's over. I guess now that they've finalized their roster, they're going through and issuing out the fines to everyone they finalized it for. They find him fifty four thousand dollars. Well, Antonio Brown, being the calm, level-headed, wise, uh, media-savvy like person that he is. I feel like this is a joke. Uh, he put he photographed the letter and put it on Instagram. Good job. And uh, then he put a note on there where everybody's hating. Even the people paying me got to hate on me. And then something about the devil's no lie. Uh, and then he's like, everyone's got to pay this year. Um, yeah. Good job. Players get fined. It's a, it's, it's a part of the thing. Now, what they find him for, unexcused absences, one of them he missed a walkthrough the day of a game that he played in. Um, players don't usually miss walkthroughs. That's a big deal. That was the same thing he got in trouble for in Pittsburgh, though. He skipped a walkthrough of Week 16 the day before the game. And then he showed up like he was going to play. And he didn't. No, they did not play him. Mike Tomlin, as a matter of fact, made a point to say, we don't miss walkthroughs. And on top of that, apparently the agent called Mike Tomlin to tell him Antonio Brown wasn't going to come in that day. And Mike Tomlin was like, that's also not the process for that. Like, we've got a process for that, and it isn't that. And so... Also, injured players report. Like, they show up every day. Right. So, unless they're instructed otherwise, you, you don't not come to work in the NFL. Even sick, you show up and they give you your shots and take your temperature and they fix you. They have doctors there. That's what they do. Right. Hey, uh, I'm sick. I'm just not going to show up. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to make the walkthrough, but I'm good for the game, coach. One of the walkthroughs is where we get ready. The walkthrough is where we finalize everything. If you're so, not, no. No. Uh, and then apparently he did miss the day when the general manager, uh, uh, Mike Mayock, on TV basically called out Antonio Brown and said, you're either all in or all out. Apparently that was also an unexcused absence. So those are the two days. $54,000. I don't have $54,000. You don't? Nope. So what you're saying is you would come to work every day. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Jets had a guy that they also got mad at and got rid of. Uh, I, w- I want to pull up his name because I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> Somebody we're not talking about. We're just yelling at him for 15 minutes. Right. Um. So he got... 
he got cut, and now he's on. I want to say that he's he's on the Seahawks practice squad. Nice. He was a third round coach. Uh, he was a third round pick, though. Third round picks. Okay, yeah. Okay, it's Jakai Polite. Um. He was a third rounder. He got a million dollar signing bonus. And he kept showing up late during training camp and preseason. Here's the thing. Third rounders typically make the roster. Third rounders most of the time are expected to start or contribute. Mm-hmm. Um he's supposed to be parts of he's supposed to be a part of packages and stuff in the, if to be a third rounder cuz he's supposed to be somebody who gives you time and gets stats. So for him to not be able to show up on time for work, the Jets lost faith in him. They fined him over $100,000. That still didn't get through to him. So on cut day, they cut him. They cut him. (laughs) You almost, you, it is a massive admission of failure to properly vet when you cut a third-round pick. Now, this particular guy, though, uh, Ja'Kai Polite, he was scheduled to be he was scheduled to be a first rounder pre pre draft pre combine and all that so when he got uh coming into the combine though he tanked all of his interviews all of his draft interviews um every team that looked at him went great talent not taking him uh so he slid from first round to third round based on meeting him that doesn't happen a ton where yeah, because even someone who's like really good, like you can overlook some of their like. Well, that's the thing. Usually, flaws. exactly, talent usually is an overcomer, right? Like, like uh, so. Jadavian Clowney had a little bit of was a little bit of a mixed message, a little bit of a mixed bag coming out of college, but his talent jumped so hard off the screen. That what was he first? He was like what? He was, was round he one, was, four years in a row. He was projected. He would have been a first round pick. The if if he would have been eligible to be drafted the the sophomore year, his sophomore year was so good that he would have been a first round pick that year. Then the second year, his junior year, where he missed time, he was still one of the most dominant defensive linemen, and he only played half a season, and he was still taken number one overall. And ultimately, I still think it was the right pick. Um, but there were some people who were like questionable work ethic. But his talent was so strong that it was like, forget it. This guy, as talented as he was, that didn't listen. That didn't I don't know what happens in the meetings. I don't know what happens in those interviews. There's been some people who have come out and said some stuff before where they're like, these people asked me some messed up stuff. Uh, allegedly, one wide receiver, uh, and I don't remember who it was, so I don't want to accuse the wrong team of this. In one of the interviews, they basically asked if his mother was a drug-addicted prostitute. Oh, that seems a little bit personal. Right. Well, that they're looking for everything, okay? They want to know you because what they don't want to do is a first-round pick is kind of the face of your franchise for a couple months at least. When the season starts and Tom Brady shows back up, you talk about Tom Brady. But when the only thing to talk about is who did you take with your first and second and your third and your fourth-round picks. You don't want to be the team who took the guy first round who you're going to have the owner and the general manager stand next to and shake his hand and get all excited, and then it's like he runs an opium den in like his the back of you know LSU's locker room, and you're like, oh, my God, like how awful was this guy? How did anyone miss this? And every and other team like, in the league is like, <laughs> we weren't going to take him. We weren't going to take him. Also, he's real good at football, though. Yeah, but, I mean, he's really good. So the Texans, obviously, they made a bunch of trades. 
this uh, this weekend. Oh, finally. They did. They addressed I think they addressed every hole on the roster and they looked great. We'll talk about the trades next segment, but one of the guys they traded for was Jeremy Tunstall, which is the guy who during the draft someone hacked into his Instagram and posted a photo of him getting uh getting high into a gas mask. So essentially it's a bong attached to a gas mask and you wear the gas mask and you you know the literally you're just inhaling the marijuana smoke that's blowing directly into your face. And so he was taking this massive bong hit off of this gas mask and it comes out during the draft and Miami takes him in the first round. Good job. So the first thing he has to talk about is that. And like Miami doesn't know anything about it. They haven't got a chance to vet it yet. Like they're like, "Yeah, this is all brand new to us. Like we're everyone's learning about it right now." And he's like, "Yeah, that's me in the photo, but like it was from 2 years ago and it wasn't like it was it wasn't a thing and it wasn't blah 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 and like Someone obviously logged in, like, I've been here, I don't even have my phone with me right now, like, like he's like, it definitely wasn't me posting this, guys, and so, you know, he's played two really good, three really good seasons for Miami, uh, now he's a Texan, obviously he's overcome the character issue stuff, but at the time... I was going to say, Texans are a very character-based... Exactly, yes, we are. They will throw someone away who is... Ab- clowny. Great. Clowny. Um, if they don't like you. But... Uh, it's one of those things where Miami looked a little foolish at the time. Mm-hmm. At the time, people are like, <laughs> nobody, like, if you know around about who you want, especially because they were in the top half of the first round, so they probably had four or five names, someone should have been watching that. Oh, well, they didn't, they didn't really think about that. They didn't really do their homework. Um, well, he did well, so. He did, he did well, but it's... It could have been worse. It could have been way worse, but it's also one of those things that you're immediately already explaining on draft day. Instead of celebrating your brilliance and who you picked and you're excited for the addition to your team, you're having to go, listen, he's going to be good, we promise. Please don't be mad at us that we took this guy with the gas mask bong hit. Please don't be mad that we took gas mask bong hit guy. And you're like... He real good at football. Yeah, he real good at football, though. Uh, And we're real good at radio. So we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, guys. It's more Nerd Thug Sports. Hang out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And, of course, uh, make sure to go to nerdthugradio.com or facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, those boudoir photos haven't gotten posted yet. I already submitted them to webmaster head of HR, Joey Savage. So just as soon as he approves those, we'll get those up on the website, and you can check out my boudoir photos. 
Wow. Um, yeah. Listen, they're tasteful, but beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like if you stare at the sun just long enough to make your eyes water a little. <laughs> that's what it looks like. All right. That's the feeling your eyes will get when you see me and my uh, my photo set. Like I nail it. Nice. Subtle burning and then subtle. Tears. It's a subtle burn. And then tears. And and then you cry just a little, but it's not like a sad cry. It's more of like a... Your body's natural reaction <laughs> to, to seeing me in my natural setting. That turned dark. <laughs> that wasn't where I was going with that. I, I meant to be an inspiration to all. Um, you also, can do whatever you want to do. I, I'm I, not here to stop you. I do and I did. Uh, also inspiring are our friends over there at Cox ATA. Nico, why don't you let everybody know what's going on with Cox? Uh, yes, Cox ATA, the leader in martial arts. Uh, now, like, everywhere, they have, they're getting three locations now. That's right. One in the Woodlands, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe. Yeah. All sorts of things. They got all kinds of programs from the little ones uh, to the senior citizens. That's right. A variety of ages. They got various classes, Taekwondo, Tai Chi, self-defense, all kinds of uh, classes that are available. They, If you mention Nerd Thug Radio, you get two free weeks of training. This is a big deal. Yeah. Find the one that's closest to you. Start training. Uh, it's a great way to get going. The school year's, you know, it's still starting-ish. So well, you've only been in class like one week. Yeah. So, this so this you know. Yeah. So this is a great time to really actually. Just you know, HISD started the same week as you. Yeah. Some so, like some yeah. some of the schools start a little bit later. Yeah. So. so school just started. Right. It's it's barely starting. If you started earlier, it's only been like two weeks. Yeah. Like, it's not really a big. Nah, you got. This is a great time. To get a new routine. Get into the swing of things. Uh, they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave. A legacy. Yeah, we always link to them on the Facebook page, and they're awesome, and uh, they're a lot of fun to work with. Uh, it's like a big family. They really are. They're a lot of, they're, there's a lot of good people there. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of fun overlap between them and the adventure begins, too. It's like a little community. We're trying to build it, and we're trying to be a big part of that. So if you want to join our community and your business and you hear us, go ahead and hit us up, and we'll see what we can do to take care of you guys also. Um... Yeah, so I said we were going to talk about the Texans trade here. I lied. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I lied. This is now a... <laughs> yeah. We talk about how great uh, Law & Order is for the next 45 minutes. Uh, listen, Nerd Thug Law & Order would be an immediate hit. I would have Dick Wolf executive appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Actually, we, sh- we should we should sit down and watch every episode of Law and Order, and then <sighs> have a, like a a topic. Like, Nico, you would be eligible it. for Social Security benefits when we were done with that. Like that's how many episodes there are. Uh, but there's I'm only all, like, w- there's only like seven seasons. Uh, no, that's incorrect. I'm gonna look this up now. There are I like, feel like I've looked this up before, but I need to there look are it like up again. twenty plus seasons of Law and Order. Um, I found it. Do you know what's fun? When you see the old ones now and everything is so backwards, like they use a quarter to put in a payphone to call in because they got a page and they're checking back at the station house. Yeah. Like everything about that sentence is broken. <laughs> yeah, in like today's modern society. Yeah, someone still, still on TV, still probably one of the most watched shows. Someone just looked at their mom in the car and went, What's a payphone? What's right. a quarter? Yeah, they don't even know what's spare a pager. <laughs> Anytime some all those metal things that sometimes are currency, I yeah. hate those. I, I yeah. Oh, those things the vending machine gives me? Yeah, I don't like those. I don't like those. Yeah. Um, the only people who care about those are Sonic workers. I know, because <laughs> all my true. friends work that's at true. Sonic. They're like the last job with like the coin change on it. Yeah. The little uh, coin changer on their pocket, on their belts. Yeah. No, I don't know anyone else who still does that. Nope. I think Sonic owns all of the ones still in existence. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a rare resource. Yeah. 
They got like I bet if you had one, Sonic would pay top dollar for it. They'd be like, I'll take them all. Yeah, for sure they would. Um, but so the Texans this this weekend they they looked at their roster and they said, we're not ready. Um, the Jadavian Clowney thing. Listen, I, I'm not gonna. There's 20 seasons of Law and Order. 20, yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie and and say someone's bread is buttered when it's not. Um, the Texans screwed up the Clowney stuff 100%. If they were going to trade him, they should have done it before the July 15th deadline to get the long-term deal so the other team would have had the opportunity to re-sign him before the trade so the trade would have been worth more to the other team. Um, so we lost an opportunity in that trade. But that being said, what we got from the Seahawks, a third-round pick, and two defensive caliber players, starter types. They're not necessarily like elite starters, but they are guys who are going to contribute, give you snaps, who can make plays. Barcavius Mingo is a former first-round pick. Um, they're they're going to give you some time. Now, somebody went on the new Madden that just came out and simulated this trade, and the Texans reject it every time. <laughs> um it, it does tell you about the value of what we got back. It wasn't a great trade in that sense. And I would rather have Clowney than not have Clowney. However, if you accept that the that the right thing to do is to move Clowney, then fine. You move Clowney, you get a draft pick, and you get two guys who can contribute to the defense. That's great. Well, J.J. Watt is 30. Whitney Merciless is 29. These are, these are guys who are aging. Jonathan Joseph somehow is still playing football, and he's old. We're not a young team right now. And so this defense, who has gotten old in the last couple of years, can use a couple more a couple more guys on it. So I'm not I'm not mad at that trade. Plus, we got a third-round pick. On the flip side, we then go to Miami, and we give them two first-rounders and a second-rounder, and we get Kenny Stills and Jeremy Tunstall. Jeremy Tunstall is a top-five left tackle in the NFL. I love it. I love this move. Um, right, because we need a line. We need someone someone who so, can give our quarterback any more than like a second. Exactly. And one of the things that I read was they were already talking to teams about getting a left tackle and what made them decide to go with Tunsil from Miami and just pay the higher price was Andrew Luck retiring. Uh, when Andrew Luck retired, it basically set off all of the warning alarms in Texas for the Houston Texans where they essentially said, okay, like... If Andrew Luck can't if is leaving because of the beating, are we raising Andrew Luck 2.0 over here in Houston with the beating Deshaun Watson has taken in the last two years? The story of him having to take a bus to Jacksonville because the pilot because the the doctor team doctors were afraid the high altitude of a flight would hurt the bruised lungs that he had. That's a problem, right? That's a problem on so many levels. First of all, just on a preparation level, like he's missing a day. He just loses a day out of the week just for travel because going by car is not the same as going by, by plane. Right. Instead of it being a couple hours deal, it's a whole day. It's a whole day. Beyond that, I mean, even if you even if you ride with the coaches and don't watch game film all day, like it, it's still not it's the not, best it, way to do it. It's not the same. Exactly. Beyond that, uh, it's just a scary story. It's not, it's not what you want for a franchise quarterback. So you've got to protect him. You have to acknowledge that. And this is the first time the Texans have looked at their roster going into a season, seen the holes that they have, and been honest about what they need to do. Every year when the Texans finish the preseason, they look at their roster and they go, 
yeah, we don't really have a starting running back, and yeah, we don't really have this or we don't really have that, but... Uh, and they just kind of go into the season trying to figure it out. This year they said, we don't have a, a good offensive line. We need another receiver, and now that Lamar Miller's hurt, we certainly don't have a starting running back. And I don't even think he was a starting running back before he got hurt. So you're looking at that ro- that roster, and you, you've got obvious holes. So they filled them this time. And I'm not going to be mad at a team that does that. A team that goes out of their way to actually solve the problems. That they solve had. their problems. I'm not going to kill them for that. Also, Kenny Stills, as a third receiver and even as a second receiver, that makes this offense a lot better. DeAndre Hopkins can line up on one side, Will Fuller on the other, and then Kenny Stills can be in either side of the slot, and suddenly the defense has a coverage issue because Kenny Stills and Will Fuller are both equally blazing fast. So these are two guys who are just going to explode down the field. That should open up everything. Everything, from the running game to time to throw, all of it. Because if they blitz, there's going to be somebody open, and if you miss that open field tackle and it's Kenny Stills or or Will Fuller, they're gonna go. They're gonna go as far. Like they're gonna they're gonna get down the field on those plays. So the blitzes are gonna come less. The running game is gonna be more open because the offense is just more open. There are more playmakers outside. That spreads the defense. That's a big bonus for us. To improve the line and to get playmakers, I would gladly give up two first round picks because if if we drafted another tackle and another wide receiver, it would be two or three years before they were these guys anyway. Right. If they were going to be these guys. Right. Again, that's that's kind of uh, drafting is always a gamble because, you know, these players could be phenomenal and, you know, the best person on your team eventually, or they could be a dud and really never go anywhere. Correct. And the other part of it is Tunstall and Watson are on the same timeline contract wise. They both have two years left. And then from there, you need to extend them. But if you can pair a couple guys with that, Suddenly your team changes from a defensive team where they're stopping teams to an offensive team where someone has to stop us, and we can rebuild that defense as we go. This gives us an opportunity to transition. Like, our offense is now younger than our defense. Right. So as our, as our, defense, is in, as our defense ages and rotates out, we rotate in our, exactly. our offense, and, and then we start building our defense back up. Exactly. And so... I think that that's sort of the thing that needs to happen. We've missed on a lot of picks. Right. There are a lot of people right now who say, why don't we have a general manager? Now, I agree we, we should have one by now. But when we fired the other one, I didn't have a problem with firing him because he missed on both the linemen we took in this year's draft. They showed up for training camp, and apparently Bill O'Brien was like, who are these guys? They're terrible. And so we've been struggling to block all preseason. And you can't keep getting stuff like that wrong. Um, we also missed on bringing in veterans. They tried hard. They tried to get Nate Solder last year, and they, they went after someone else the year before. They haven't been able to get linemen in to replace the loss of Dwayne Brown three years ago. Uh, now, the Dwayne Brown thing, that's kind of frustrating because they traded him away just because he was a attitude problem. He wanted his money is what it was, but he also protested. Once he protested, the Texans weren't going to have anything to do with him. That That was easy for them. They're a character team. But now that Bob McNair's gone, I wonder how strong they'll stay to that. Um, The Tunsil thing makes me think that maybe they're going to lighten up a little bit on stuff like that. Also, the signing of Honey Badger last year, if you remember his college career, he was the guy who, he's the only college player that in recent memory that I remember being suspended for marijuana. 
He literally left LSU and went to a rehab center the year before the draft. Nice. Um, still got drafted first round. Yeah. <laughs> okay, real good. <laughs> um, so Look, when you're good at football, it it fixes a lot of stuff for you. Overall, I I think I think these trades maybe they're not perfect, but I think these were the right moves to make us competitive. If we think our window is the next two to three years, these were absolutely the right moves because there was no one we were going to draft next year. Right, especially especially with the <laughs> the division as it is now. Right, because we're probably a ten or twelve win team. Now we are. So if we're if last year we were eleven and five, if we're eleven and five again, we're drafting the back third of the draft. It's harder to find a starter there. So giving up that first round pick to get two starters doesn't really I'm, hurt us. Anymore. No, I'm fine with that. We give up two first rounders and a second next year. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that to have quality starters now. Right, that'll last us a couple of years. Yeah, they'll still be here three years from now. So then it's a matter of, you know, what do we look like? Um, that being said, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. It's probably me. And uh, we're hanging out here on 104.5, <laughs> 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, make sure to check out the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio or nerdthugradio.com. That's where the magic happens. You know what I'm saying? 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 No. I don't know why. I, I don't have an answer for that. I, I physically don't know what you're saying. Yeah. No, that's fair. No, no, now I get it. Uh, I got it. <laughs> all right. Let's do some uh, predictions. This is uh this is N- Nostra Nerd Sports, okay? Yeah. No, no Nostradamus Sports. Nostra Nerd Sports. All right. As in like Nostra knows sports, but like nerd sports. I I, I think. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> well, all right, we're done. We're done. All right, we're finished. No. Do you know what I'm? Nope. Do you? Nope. Saying, dude. All right. Um. So here we're gonna pick division winners. And then we're going to try and pick uh, two wild cards, and we'll try and pick who's going to win the division. Okay? You ready? No. Okay. AFC East, Buffalo, New England, Miami, the Jets. 
Miami is essentially saying we'll get them next year. Um, actually, considering they just dismantled their team, kind of. They're probably even saying we'll get them in two years. So Miami is not it. The Jets. There are some people who like what the Jets are doing, and Buffalo is young and aggressive. I don't think any of that matters. I think it's New England's to lose. I think they'll keep winning it. Yeah, I think they'll keep winning it until their team just magically doesn't work anymore. And boom, yeah, yeah. Bill yeah. Belichick just decides he's just gonna leave. Yeah, when Bill Belichick decides to start losing games is when they'll have a problem, and right. that's not anytime soon. Uh, I think New England wins the division. I don't think either one of the wild cards is in this division, though. Um, AFC North. You got Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's a train wreck. They haven't made the playoffs in three years. Good for them. Uh, Pittsburgh missed for the first time in a couple of years last year. Uh, they lost a lot of good players. They did. They had a lot of drama. Still, right? Their offseason was still a lot. And uh, Roethlisberger was still kind of talking about people in the preseason. Like, they were asking him about people, but instead of saying, like, you know what, I'm ready to move on and just focus on this year. I he's, wish everybody the best. He's being, he's being the drama queen that he is. He really is, he really is a drama queen. Um, Baltimore is now firmly planted in the Lamar Jackson era. Take from that what you will. Uh, they believe in the quarterback who runs for 150 yards and throws for 70. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns are still the Cleveland Browns, but they, this is the best roster they've had on paper in probably 20 years. Yeah, this team almost feels like a fantasy football team. In, <laughs> in some way, okay, if someone was like, hey, there's a team that's so bad at everything they try to do, that even if they wanted to tank, that would be the one year that they won 10 games in the first time for like 15 years, it would be the Browns. The Browns are just so bad at everything they do that whatever they're trying to do, they do the opposite of. This team is designed to win games and score points. I don't think it's going to happen. It's impossible. It's, I want to believe, I want to believe. I have, I have my half-hearted faith in them. On paper, right? Yeah, on I paper, would this say this team is broken. On paper, I would say this team should win this division this year. But it's the Browns. But based on his right, like <laughs> this is like uh, when you play poker, there are hands where statistically, or based on betting or pot scenario, you should call, like regardless of what you have, like oh. It's only, like, you've already bet 300 It's only $150 more to call. The pot is $2,000. Uh, you've got middle pair, and you don't really believe them. But you just don't think middle pair holds. You just keep looking at it going, I don't know. Like, can I really win this with 10s? Like, if we get through this hand and I flip over 10s and there's three grand in the pot, like, that's crazy. Feel, it's going to feel real good. It's, that, that's crazy. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm gonna go Browns here, but you hear the tone in my voice. Right, like, we are we are not betting. On yeah, this, one this is my weak bet. I I just don't believe Baltimore with the running quarterback thing. Uh, I don't think that's gonna work a whole year. It worked like the last three games of last year. I don't think it's gonna work all year. Pittsburgh. I've lost faith in the Big and Roethlisberger Mike Tomlin era. I mean, that's just where I'm at. Uh, AFC South. Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston, Jacksonville. 
Nick Foles is still hurt in Jacksonville. Um, we're the only team who's gotten better. Everyone else got worse during the preseason. Uh, Process of elimination. It has. I, yeah. We we win. But we want our division banner to hang up there. That's right. I, another 10 or 11 wins, I guess, and then we first-round exit? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm picking us to win the AFC South. AFC West, Oakland Raiders, Denver Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will win the division hands down. I do, however, think that Denver or the Chargers, one of the two of them is one of the two wild cards. I guess Pittsburgh's the other wild card. And then... I'm going to go ahead and say New England goes to the Super Bowl again. Super Bowl, I mean, I mean, like, I feel like the only news that, like, you heard out of New England is that they're still New England. Right, and none of the other teams got, like, significantly better. Exactly, like, not except better enough the, to catch them. Right, except for the Browns, like, in the in in the, the theory multiverse that exists. Right, like, the Browns got exponentially better, but... They're still the Browns. They're still the Browns, and you're just like, meh, I don't know. Again, this Browns team just—it just sounds like a like a fantasy team. It it does. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It does. But it also, f- I, j- I don't know. But then, but then you look up and you're the head coach of the Browns and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about football. Is this what we're doing? I don't know. Like if the Browns lost the first seven games of the season, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, like, like you wouldn't. You wouldn't flinch. You'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. But like, if they won the next seven, you'd be like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Their like, team was. Oh, their team was good enough. So they finished seven and nine last year, and there were two or three games that I think they lost by only two or three points. And they tied one. That's right. Oh, that's right. So they were seven, eight, and one. So that it was their first non-losing season in like five or six years. Right. But they didn't even get a winning season. No, they didn't get a winning season. But it's not a losing. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not a losing season. Not a winning season. And also, the team was way worse. Yeah, they did get a lot better. All right, where are we at here? Are we on time? No. Yeah, this is perfect. Okay. We're going to jump out of to a break. I'm, I'm New England in the Super Bowl. We'll give you the NFC when we come back. This is more NerdFlex Sports. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and hang out with me as usual is little brother Nico. Probably. Yeah, I mean, why not? Um, 104.5, 106.1 on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio and NerdThugRadio.com. This is where everything gets cool. Uh, before we finish out the show and talk about the NFC standings and who we think is going to come out of the NFC into the Super Bowl, 
uh, let me tell you guys about our friends at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. They're out there on 1488. It's family-friendly, clean, well-lit. They've been open for about six months now. It's awesome. Um, this is where you need to go and get your nerd on. This week, they got a lot going on. Tonight, they've got a Magic the Gathering booster draft from 6 to 10 p.m. They're drafting Magic the Gathering Core 2020 this week. So they're doing the new stuff. It's a good set. Is it? Yeah. You like it? Yeah, it's a good set. All right, there you go. You got the Nico stamp of approval. Saturday, um, from 1 to 5 p.m., they're doing the Adventure Begins Open House. It's uh, starting at 1 p.m., and it's an afternoon of activities, games, young Rembrandt's art, face painting, and donuts from Donut Junkie. They're celebrating the Parent Sign Out program and giving people a chance to check it out. Check out what they do every Friday and Saturday night for $25 a kid. See if we're the right fit for your kids. So come hang out. You kind of get an idea of what they do with the kids while they hang out because they do a bunch of programs and stuff. Yeah, and it's really affordable considering like yeah, how listen, expensive a babysitter would be. Yeah, like, because I think they watch the kids for four or five hours, and it's only 25 bucks a kid. Right, that's like nothing. Right, because I think if you if you had a babysitter for four or five hours, you'd have paid... 60 or 70 bucks at that point. So. Right, yeah. It is what it is what it is. Uh, also, Saturday night at 5 p.m., they're doing Japanime Games Demo Night. It's uh, Japanime Games Company is going to be there. They're going to have Love Battle High School, where you can fight to win the love of the boy you like. It's a ridiculous card battle. That's It's meant to be fun and have a good time. It's going to have you laughing out loud. They also have... Uh, oh, the Sailor Moon Scouts. This is a Sailor Moon Scouts game. Sailor Moon Crystal Dice Challenge. So work together and roll dice to defeat the evil Queen Burl and her goons. And Sunday, September 8th, is D&D Junior Adventurers League from 4 to 8 p.m. This is for the kids ages 10 to 16. It's only 5 bucks to play, but if you spend 5 bucks in the store, you get to play for free. Pretty good. Um, deal. This is the official Adventurers League, so this is where all the real stuff happens. Also, September 21st is still Batman Day. From 2 to 6 p.m., the Batmobile is going to be out there. They're running a 15% off special on all Batman merchandise. They're going to have people cosplaying as their favorite Bat characters. Come in in costume anytime that Saturday, and you're entered for a chance to win some prizing. The drawing will be at 6 p.m. They were saying 9, they've changed it to 6, and you still don't have to be present to win. Which is great. Like that's, That always feels really bad, because when you sign for something, and they're like, oh, he wasn't here, next oh, drawing. Next oh. drawing, that's I've probably won a hundred contests that I've never been there for. Right. That's where all my luck is. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you're not there. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So all that being said, let's get into the NFC. You ready? No. Okay. How much time we got here? We got a whole like three, four minutes. Okay, good. NFC East. Giants, Cowboys, Washington, Philly. Not the worst thing ever, I guess. <sighs> the Giants have looked really good again all of a sudden. I'm going to go Philly, and I think the Giants are a potential wild card. Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago, Detroit. Uh, I'm going Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers wants to show the world that he's Aaron Rodgers. This is like I think this is the last great run for Aaron Rodgers. He's so good. And he's and it's but his team is not. Right. And that's the problem, but I think this year he's just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm just gonna throw. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna toss this like all the way over there. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna make it happen. I also think Chicago is good enough to be the other wild card. Tampa Bay, Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta. Um, I think New Orleans again makes it to the playoffs. I think they win this division again. Um, NFC West: Seattle, San Francisco, the Rams, and Arizona. Uh, I think the Rams win this division again. Yeah, they didn't get substantially worse, and they were great last year. So Correct. The Todd Gurley thing is their only real issue. Uh, you know, he started to drop off at the end of the year. There are a lot of people who are saying he has arthritic knee. 
um, which will severely limit his ability to be an effective running back. One interesting thing I heard uh, the other day is that every coach in the NFL is going to aggressively play Arizona this year because a lot of the chatter behind the scenes is that they don't think Cliff Kingsbury deserves to be a head coach in the NFL. That is a strong stance. Uh, Orlovsky, Dan Orlovsky of uh, Get Up, ESPN's morning show, even said that the team people that the team that coaches are scheming for is Arizona because they want to embarrass Cliff Kingsbury. Strong stance, and I, I, I kind of uh, agree. I listen when he said it. I immediately went. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't. I don't understand how he has a job in the NFL. If I'm a head coach in the NFL, I certainly don't understand how he has a job in the NFL. Um, the team that I think comes out of this into the Super Bowl, if Green Bay has any opportunity to win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, it's this year. Because even if they start developing receivers right now, by the time those receivers are quality receivers, Aaron Rodgers is going to be two or three years older than this. Mm-hmm. So I think the window starts to. Listen, I know Drew Brees is 40. I know Tom Brady is 41. I don't care. I, they're freaks. Not everyone's going to do that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still has to run a lot on third downs. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get as much protection. I don't think the window is as wide open for him as it is for those guys. Nah, but he sure can throw a football <sighs> he real sure, he's really He's really good at quarterback. And part of it is because he can run. As that goes away... He's going to be. He's going to need better players around him, right? And Green Bay hasn't shown in the last few years that they're able to do that. Not, no, nope. Now they've made a bunch of changes, but if you're bad at picking players, are you any good at picking new coaches and general managers? Right. And I think that starts to become part of the problems for franchises is they lose the ability to find talent, and suddenly they they don't they, know how to build a team. What do we do now? Exactly. Uh. All right. So I guess we're saying potentially it's Green Bay, New England in the Super Bowl. That'd, that'd be fun. Be, that'd be fun. That'd be a good one. Um, possibly New Orleans. Maybe again. They were one game away last year. They were two games away the year before. Yeah, they're not bad, especially no. especially because I just like how well that team is running. Even like cycling out Drew Brees as he's you know because he's forty years old. Yeah, this whole preseason they were playing uh, uh Hill again, the tight end, running back, quarterback hybrid thing that he is. And it's great. Yeah, he's he wasn't very bad. Like, they're I think they're now at a point where they're ready. If Drew Brees, I I respect that team and hope they do well. Ooh, you don't say a lot of nice things about football teams. Okay, all no, right. Okay, because that's that's because they don't do things like that. Like this is this is this is territory where they're like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? <laughs> right, and they're just well prepared either way. Right. If Drew Brees wants to stay three more years. They're ready? Yeah, they're like, fine, no problem. Yeah, but if he says, I need a lot of money and I'm, and I'm going to keep, you know, you know, I'm going to, I need another $35 million. They let him go, they give it to Hill, they move on. Right. And they're still going to be pretty good, I think. Also, I think decisions are, are, are sometimes not very smart in teams where, like, someone's been a quarterback for, like, nine million years. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Sometimes they're like, that's our boy. And then they they get too loyal. Right. No, I'm with you on that. All right, with that, we're going to jump out of here. That was some good insight right there at the end there, Nico. I like what you said there. Uh, we're going to jump out here. This has been Nerd Thug Sports. Enjoying your Thursday. Come hang out with us tomorrow as we got another episode of Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. And then after that, it's the weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. <laughs>